Welcome back, kids. Hello. So, wrapping up uh, Lies My Doctor Told Me by Dr. Ken Berry. And um, if you didn't see the first two episodes preceding this one, um, in the end of the book, he goes through white lies. They're kind of fun. Um, we'll dive right in. Go. Yeah. What's today's number one? Blood is blue until it is exposed to air. And that is incorrect. Huh. Now, blood in veins, the vein wall is blue, but the blood is red, and the more oxygen it has in it, the redder, that's word, it gets. So, so that's not true. Or, uh, yeah, you know, you always heard like, that. Oh, no, it, yeah. when it hits the oxygen, it turns red. That's, that's, right. a, that's a kid lie. And how do you, right, how do you, it took what? Cameras at some point to prove that is false. I'm sure they figured that out early. It's like flat earth yeah. stuff. We just didn't know better well, until we take, knew better. Take blood and stick it. I mean, come on. It, there's oxygen in your blood. <laughs> if you're, if you're it, alive. It's common sense if you really think about it. Right. Right. All right. right. That was a good one. So number two, eating lots of carrots improves your night vision. Huh. So raw carrots are good for you, but no research supports this lie. Root vegetables are full of fiber and good nutrition, but there's no evidence that it helps you see in the dark. You know, I've never heard the see in the dark part, but I have heard that carrots are good for the eyes. Right. Yeah, I think that carrots are good for a lot of things. So it's not just carrots, (laughs) I guess, to his point that, you know, root vegetables are, are, are good for you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Number three, ecstasy, meth, and other drugs make holes in your brain. Uh, I, I know this to be true because I've known people who have been on meth. And, and they must have had a hole in the brain. <laughs> yeah. Now, they, he actually points out um, it's obviously horrible for you, short, intermediate, yeah. and long term. These are really, really nasty drugs, but they don't create they holes. They don't create physiological holes in Physiolo- you. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. So brown sugar is better for you than white sugar. Oh, dude, uh, brown rice, white rice. Uh, right. I imagine the same thing. So this lie came about because the lies about brown bread and brown rice yep. somehow being better than the white versions. This is akin to saying unprocessed organic poison is somehow better for you than processed poison. They are both poison. Yep. I mean, you said that kind of multiple times throughout the book. Like, right. Like, pick your poison, right. literally. Just because it's better for you doesn't mean it's good for you. Right. It's poison. Right. All right. This one's awesome. Uh, and I'm going to go back to every coach I've ever had in the history every of coach. The history of Kevin's athleticism. Stretching before exercise prevents injury. Right, Every high school football coach in the country believes this. Studies have proven that stretching doesn't decrease injury at all. It, but he says it is, in fact, a waste of time. Yeah. Ouch. Yeah. He's like, if you got to give your kid something to do before the football game, tell them to go, <laughs> tell them to go stretch. Like, it does nothing. So, well, I mean, stretching has to be good for you at some level, right? I, I mean, there are guys who can kick, you know, 
seven feet in the air, and if I were to try and raise my leg above this table, I'd probably fall. I would tell you very much, and probably Dimitri would tell you, that it literally is probably about getting your heart rate up and getting your blood pumping more than anything else. And I, even then, not, does it prevent injury? I don't know. It probably gets you ready for a higher level of play when you took your heartbeat from 55 to 85 or 90. Yeah, well, I would probably prove or, or argue with this one a little bit. Dude, if I got folded up like an NFL running back, I'm pulling something. I'm just not that flexible. Yeah, but you would, you're you not an NFL running back. And what they have gone through with agility training up to that point. Yeah, maybe you're right. Maybe you're These right. are elite athletes at yeah. that point in time, you know? All right. So next on the list, eating six small meals a day is ideal for managing diabetes or weight loss. Gosh, man. Haven't you known these guys? You, 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 I remember you telling me about a, a buddy you knew that he keeps gained your metabolism, super muscle mass, and all this stuff. But he, he ate like 10 times a day or something ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, I think it depends on what you're trying to accomplish, right? I think if, if you're trying to bodybuild, then there's probably a nutritional load that's valuable. I don't think it has anything to do with frequency. Other than if you're trying to hyper-consume calories, you may have to eat more than three meals a day. Oh, right. You mentioned Michael Phelps in the last snack cast, and that, that guy ate like 12,000 calories a day. I right. Mean, you have to eat all the time. Right, right. And so if you're rare. trying to build, for right. sure. But the, the counter-argument that I was always told was if you fast for prolonged periods, your metabolism goes down. So by introducing multiple small meals, you keep your metabolism and your blood sugar steady. Nonsense. Right. Nonsense. All right. Uh, on that note, eating more protein makes your muscles grow. Uh, working out makes your muscles grow. <laughs> but eating lots of protein when you're are are facing heavy resistance yes those things work yeah, oh yeah, yeah. In, right. they work hand in hand but if you think you're going to eat protein and turn into popeye you got another thing coming yeah i mean that's again kind of common sense right to, to right to, to grow these you gotta yeah you just you got it's it's what is it iron in the fire yeah you know? yeah he actually says you know it does nothing more if you just if you just gouge on protein it does nothing more than elevate your your liver and kidneys right it makes them work harder so interesting don't do it yeah all right last on this list cracking your knuckles will lead to arthritis <laughs> only one pop <laughs> multiple studies have shown this to be a lie popping your knuckles causes no damage to your joints and doesn't lead to long-term problems that's really actually interesting because i have popped my whole life and I don't want to say I have arthritis, but I definitely have aching every now and then. Maybe that's more of a repetitive motion thing, uh, right? Um, what's that called? Carpal tunnel or yeah. something. But um, I've always thought that it was because I was popping my knuckles. And um, so it doesn't make knuckles grow either. I guess he doesn't really comment no, on that. No, he doesn't really say. But I mean, obviously, you know? it doesn't do damage. Right. Right. So that's it. That's right? it, man. I'm a, I really like this book. It was a good book. Um, even if you don't agree with every chapter, the way it's presented, um, you know, the message he's trying to communicate really, I, I think, is is listen to your body, eat whole foods best you can, you know, stay away from nonsense that 
you know, use common sense and apply it to your lifestyle. Elimination diets if you're um, having problems. Yeah. So I, I did. I enjoyed the book. I've actually watched um, several of his YouTube videos. Those are good, too. Again, I don't agree with every single thing he says. But but I think that that's kind of what you and I have talked about. You know, we've met holistic doctors. We've talked to holistic doctors. And I love it that they got differing of opinions. They do. I love it. Yeah. It's like... All right, let's go. Let's let me hear your backup for this. Let yeah. me hear your thought process for this. You know, it's that's what we want in it's, medicine. It's learning. That's what we want, right? Right? It's it's like just because you have a differing opinion from me doesn't mean that we can't have candid conversation around this. Yeah. Or try different things. If you're it's, operating from a playbook, you're doing it wrong. If it's this, this, take this pill, that's doing you're it. You're doing it wrong. Yeah. If your playbook is one, so maybe yeah, that was a bad analogy, but if your playbook is one where you measure each patient differently and you look at their lifestyle and you re- make recommended changes, that's awesome. But that, that takes time and it takes effort. And unfortunately, I, they don't they don't have the time. They're Big bogged med. down with insurance claims. Yep. And, and How that's, can we, that's if they're not being censored. Yep. How can we code this? This mole removal is precancerous, and you know, my wife's splinter. Right? How do we biopsy the splinter? That right. Seems like a, a mentality anymore that is um, growing, if not overwhelming. Um, so, yeah, the doctor that goes, "Oh, it's a splinter. Let's pull that thing out." Right. <laughs> I think the bottom line, I think that this with the book is open your eyes, open your eyes, and realize Use your brain. This is the only body you have. And that you need to, if you have something going on and you don't feel 100% healthy, you owe it to yourself to try a lot of different stuff. Yep. If you, if you just, you know, you get a bad diagnosis and, you know, you just fall into the place that this is the way it should be or this is the way it is, that's nonsense. Your body has, is an amazing miracle and has the ability to heal itself if you give it the right tools. Yep. And quit kicking its own ass. Pardon my French. Well put. <laughs> so, well put. Quit kicking your body's ass. Right? It's like standing there and right. you know, punching yourself in the face and wondering why your head hurts. <laughs> yep. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap it All up. All right, guys. Questions, comments, concerns. Hit us at snackcast at yes.fit. Stay moving. See ya.